Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. I hope all is going well in your world. If you are back to school, I hope that it's off to a smooth start. I'm really excited to continue with our mini series on reading workshop. So maybe it's your first job, or maybe you are a veteran teacher who has been told to teach with this model. Either way, you are in the right place. I am hopeful that through my experience, that this podcast series will help guide and inspire you to either get started with Reading Workshop or to hone your skills further. The first podcast in this series focused on why you should consider a Reading Workshop model of teaching. In the second, we started talking about the first steps in getting started. If you haven't listened to those two episodes, you might want to start there. I also want to quickly mention that I know there are times when people hear the term reading workshop and they see it as something as too vague or only for students who are at grade level with their reading. Please know that I have used units of study by Lucy Calkins, but I modified them to be more skills-based and practical. So I hear you but please know that what I am going to be talking about is something that can be used for all levels of kids, not just a series of fabulous lessons to engage high-level readers. I promise you it worked for me. I taught many years with ICR classes in language arts, and it can work, and it does work. Okay, and before we begin and get right into it, I want to make sure that you know I'm going to be mentioning a few valuable freebies. I want to encourage you also to sign up for my email list. I do a bunch of freebies and once you're on my list, I start sending them out to subscribers. My email opt-in and any freebies or products that I mention will all be linked in the show notes for your convenience, so don't forget to check them out. Okay, in this episode, we are going to talk about such a crucial step in your reading workshop, and that is creating your mini lessons. This can be a bit time consuming when you are starting, but once you have them in place, your workshop is going to run like a well-oiled machine. We're going to talk about six different aspects. First, we'll talk about what are mini lessons, the components of a mini lesson, an example of a mini lesson, teaching the mini lesson, anchor charts, and an example anchor chart. So what are mini lessons? Mini lessons are short, direct teaching that will clearly explain skills. They should last about 10 to 15 minutes I know that doesn't seem like a lot of time to do any direct teaching, but I promise you it is the right amount of time. The point of a reading workshop is to get kids reading and not for you to talk about reading. Many lessons are led by the teacher and move at a quick pace. 
they should teach the skill that you want in an engaging and fast-paced manner. Your mini lessons are going to give clear direction to the independent work portion of the reading workshop. So once you are finished with your reading, with your mini lesson, the kids move into their reading time. Okay, and we'll talk more about that in the weeks to come. Uh, they can be delivered di digitally or on a board or chart paper. Mini lessons use anchor charts charts, which is when you want to write important notes on large chart paper or digitally or both and post it for kids to see. And we'll talk more about that later on in, in this podcast episode. So what are the components of a reading workshop mini lesson? This is the most important part for you to know because this is how you're going to build your lessons. The first piece is to connect. Here you're going to link what you have learned, probably in your last lesson, to where you are going in this lesson. For example, you might say something like this. When we last met, we talked about how objects are important in your novels. Today we will look at how these objects can possibly symbolize something important. Okay, so it gives them a base of what we've talked about and where we're going in the lesson. Then you want to include your teaching objective. And I'm not talking about some fancy terminology with something that you got from a core content standard. I'm talking about something that you're going to explicitly state to your students in their language about what you want them to learn. And it should be very simple. So here's an, an example. Today's goal is to understand how your symbols might reveal your theme period. That's it. They need to know what is expected of them and what they need to be able to do in this objective. The third component of a mini lesson are strategies. Here you're going to give kids very tangible strategies to meet the objective. Okay, so you might, if you're doing symbols, you might give them a list of things that are possible symbols such as color and animals and things like that. So they have something really tangible to look at. The next component of a mini lesson is engagement. This is crucial. Don't leave this part out. A lot of people do and it's a very important part to really drive it home to your kids. Okay, this is where you want to show a real life example and then have students practice during the lesson, during exactly when you're doing the mini lesson. Um, this is where you can use, you know, your turn and talk so that students can use their skill in their partnership because kids are going to work with a partner, or at least they ideally will work with a partner in your reading units, okay? For example, turn and talk to your partner about an important object in your novel and what it might symbolize. Or you can, you know, start with it being more real life to them. Talk about an important object in your life and what it symbolizes to you. Okay, and the last component of a mini lesson is the student objective. This is really important. It's where students are given their directions for their workshop time. Keep it brief and keep it specific. 
It's always best to note that students should be doing this every time they read, not just in this lesson. And what I mean by that is, you're going to start out by saying, today and every time you are reading a novel, notice any objects and think about what they might symbolize. We don't want kids to think that these lessons are for some specific moment within your class only. It is something that they as readers are going to need to carry with them. All right. If it seems overwhelming, <laughs> and it can be, I do have a bunch of ready-made mini lessons in my TPT store, but I also have two that are absolutely free. One is on starting book clubs and the other is on literary terms and plot structure. So they are definitely lessons that every teacher is going to be teaching in some way, shape or form. You'll want to grab them and I'll again, I'll link them in the show notes. All right, so let's talk about actually teaching the mini lesson. All right, you will first need to decide the method that you are delivering the lesson. I do suggest making slideshows. I personally love Google slideshows. We have Google Classroom and it's the clear winner for me because you can attach it to, you know, your Google, like I said, your Google Classroom or your digital learning platform. This way kids can refer to them as needed. What I do is I project the lesson so that the kids can see it. But when I begin, I gather kids around me. Every student has to move in some way, shape, or form at the beginning of the lesson. This signals to them that it's something important. We're coming together as a classroom community, and I want their full and undivided attention. This might mean that if you're sitting at a certain table, you're going to take your chairs and your reading notebook and you're going to move over here. Maybe if you're sitting at a, at a table over here, you're going to just turn your chairs. But everybody has some sort of movement to indicate that the lesson is about to begin. Um, I recommend that when you do gather, the only thing they have in front of them is their reading notebook and a pen or pencil. You don't want them to be distracted with having you know, their, their Chromebooks out and what have you. Again, keep your lesson really fast paced. This is going to take some practice. Uh, mini lessons should last 10 to 15 minutes. This is not a time for kids to interject with all of their random thoughts and anecdotes. And if you teach middle school, you know, middle school can be equated with anecdotes and a stream of consciousness on the student's part, but this is not a time for that. Okay, the only time they're going to be talking is when you tell them to turn and talk. And it's as simple as you saying to them, during the mini lesson, it is a quick lesson. It is a time when I talk and you listen. And you might have to say that to them. Um, I don't know if they're like my kids. You ha might have to say it every day. I'm going to talk. You're going to listen. You'll have time to ask questions during the workshop portion when I'll be coming around and I'll be conferencing with you. But right now, take in my knowledge, okay? And as you're teaching, you're going to most of the time be creating some sort of an anchor chart. And we'll get into that now. So anchor charts, they are a place to record specific pieces of learning. They will later be used by students as a reference for their writing. As you're going through the lesson, you're going to want to record information on an anchor chart. 
I have done them both on large chart paper and as a Google document. I really do like the large chart paper though because I can put it up on a bulletin board and it's something that we've created together. So if I'm doing that symbolism lesson, I might be brainstorming with the class some of the symbols that they can come up with and writing it down in real time for them. And then I can type it up into a Google document and attach it to their Google Classroom. One thing you do not want to do is to just have this pre-made anchor chart because really that's just a poster and that is something then that they have no input. So I do recommend having an idea, maybe a little outline of what you want them to get out of it, but don't have it pre-made for them. And I know, I know it's a pain because you pr uh, we all teach more than one class. So if it's easier for you to project and type, as they're doing it, then go for it. But I do like the idea of having it. Um, an example of a really good example of an anchor chart would be character traits. Okay, so if you're doing character traits, um, you might want the kids to brainstorm character traits of their best friends and you can just start jotting them down. And that would be something that they can transfer to any novel and character. Okay, so that is it for today. I don't want to get too in overly involved in all of these components because we're going to get more involved in them as we go along. So I hope that you got something out of that as to really understand what mini lessons are, the components, and how you should be teaching it, and anchor charts and things like that. So if you have any questions or comments, I would really welcome them. And I want you to stay tuned next week when we dive further into our into this podcast series. Before you go, I do want to cordially invite you to my Facebook group. It's brand new. There are hardly any members in it right now. So the teachers who joined are engaged and have great tips. We have some really seasoned veteran teachers along with some new teachers who right now are getting like one-to-one -one help as they need it. So if you're new, you're going to find this to be a great place to get inspiration and ask your questions. If you're a veteran teacher, we need you, but you will be surprised at some of the new ideas that you've never considered. And I'll be sure to link that below as well. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at allinonemiddleschool. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.